Welcome to Ministry Mondays with Meg. I'm Meg. I know. Look, I love it when my guests like are waving and are like, hey. Um, so you guys, welcome. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Have I got a guest for you today? Um, she's my I'm gonna call you my new friend. Um hey. my new friend. Uh we have actually met. I mean, some of these folks are like brand new friends like i we've met via email and that's it so we've actually met in person she was here at abhms uh for an event and i had the pleasure of meeting her there wait did i say who i was i said i'm meg i said that part and then i got so excited about my guests so see eden i told you this is what happens <laughs> well, hey everybody you know i'm meg i'm reverend meg biddle i'm national coordinator of ministry life here at abhms okay there's my commercial. Now, there we go. I know. Now, on to the show. And my fabulous guest, Eden, it, Eden with a smile. I that's mean, me. that's, great, that's great. Like, Eden with a smile. Um, Eden Carlton. Um, Eden Carlton. Are you Reverend? Carl, Carl, I, I am a reverend, but I prefer not to go and use my title because I find people are not as authentic with me when I use my title as they are if I don't use my title. So I don't I, usually use my title. I completely understand that. So, Eden, um, first of all, thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part of uh, the fun, the madness, all that stuff um welcome welcome we're glad you're here thank uh, you so we hadn't met before um you came for this kickoff event mm -hmm. so i'm sure there are people who haven't met you either why don't you tell everybody a little bit about who you are what you do and we'll just go from there sure sure so i do actually sign my name eden with a smile and my moniker online is Eden with a smile. So um, I googled I, it and I was like, that. I love that. <laughs> so I'm Eden Carlton and I am a co-vocational person. So my sort of one business is Marlani Consultants and I am a strategic consultant who works with corporations, with churches, other nonprofits, and even small businesses to help them plan and change and navigate growth, right? To navigate change and growth. The other aspect of me, if you will, is the uh, ministry side, which I am the founder of an organization called Between Churches. And that organization exists for people who are deconstructing their faith, who are decolonizing their faith, they're questioning their faith, it's a safe space for folks like that to land without judgment. It's 100% digital. It's a safe space online. They can ask questions and not be yelled at or you know, feel judged as a result of it. And it's just a safe space um, in these times that's very much needed. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's me. So the, the between churches thing, um, the, is it laypersons? Is it former pastors? What kind of? So who's leading? You mean who who helps? I mean, who, 
I mean, who come to you, I mean, right? For the year between churches thing. Ah. So is that, is it it? Okay. So like, it, who's the demographic? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, so it's a good way to sort of talk about how Between the Churches started because my original model for Between Churches was to have a Facebook group that okay. I expected that people would come into, they would ask questions, um, and I would answer those publicly. So essentially, my content for the group was going to be crowdsourced, right? I figured mm -hmm. there's lots of questions people have. They're going to, they'll write the content for me. I don't have to plan anything, right? Uh, that failed miserably, okay? <laughs> and the reason it failed is because most people did not want to be publicly known as asking questions. So there were people who were in ministry, who are leaders in ministry, who asked me questions behind the scenes and asked me uh, you know, what I felt about some of the challenges they were going through, how they should face it. Should they leave their church? Should they stay? Should they stay in the faith? Should they leave? Should they explore something else? No one, very few, very, very, very few, like maybe one person out of probably 80 that joined the group was willing to publicly make any statement and by publicly post a comment. So that original model failed miserably. And so the people who are involved, all kinds of people, um, all kinds of people from all over the world are now involved with the ministry, but it was after I shifted away from that, hey, you asked me a question or let's talk about this topic. It was, that is when really things shifted in a different direction and broadened our scope. Okay. So you, you go through this, this doesn't work. And I get how that's hard to say I'm questioning because you know, mm -hmm. then you've, you've lost your faith. Well, no, I haven't, but things have certainly changed. And I think God wants us to ask mm -hmm. questions. I mean, how dare we think that God is too small to handle our, our questions, mm. you know? Um, so when you, when you had this shift, this change, what did, what did that look like? Yeah. So what I started to do was instead of doing a model of, crowdsourcing, which was easier on me, right? I took on um, three really tenants around between churches that I wanted to affirm people and their questions because they had been rejected or judged for so long about questioning, you know, leaders, some leaders might take it personally because you asked a, a really challenging question in a public space. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to make sure that Between Churches was, again, a soft place to land, a place where you could ask a question without judgment. And so I was really um, focused on affirmation. And as a result, literally affirmations. And I do a uh, affirmation daily. Well, it used to be daily. I found I, I need a Sabbath. So I do it six days a week. It's just a short little reel, which for those who may not know, is a short form video, less than 15 seconds. 
Uh, it is then uh, shared on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And uh, many people relate that way. They engage that way. They really, that is the primary way we really get most of the people who engage with the ministry. And I, I get to hear things like, you know, good golly, I really needed to that today with a crying emoji, right? It really meeting people at where their need is. The other aspect of it was as well, I wanted to be able to provide information for people upon which they could make decisions about critical topics that were happening that can impact the church. So I also offered um, sessions with leading experts. Uh, and one of the sessions was last year, like deconstruction in the church. One was sex, gender, and the church, and the other was digital ministry. Uh, and so those opportunities. And then monthly, I also had a interactive discussion, which I tried to make multi-generational. I had some millennials there, a couple of Gen X people, as well as some, I'll say Gen Jones, <laughs> as well as boomers, um, to talk about things about faith and spiritual practice. So it, it's a, an amalgamation of moving towards that shift, moving towards people want really short form content. They don't want to spend an hour, half an hour listening to what you have to say, um, giving them information that can spark discussion and then leaving it up. They don't want to jump through hoops and say, well, I have to be there on Thursday at seven o'clock. Uh, in the Zoom room, well, maybe I'll just stream it Facebook Live and you'll catch it then. And if you don't catch it then, you can catch it when you're up at three o'clock in the morning, just scrolling through. And if it's interesting to you, you'll stick with it. And that shift is really what drew more people in. Okay. That makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. makes, a, makes a lot of sense, actually. I mean, I, who's who's got the time, the energy, the all that to sit and watch listen to i mean yeah i do like audiobooks and podcasts and things like that on, but it's on my drive right the work so um i had to sit you know maybe not so much um so I have so many questions and like <laughs> let them rip just let them I rip know, I, know, like, right. I was thinking the whole the whole between churches like like wow, I could think of uh, like former pastors that could use that kind of that kind of space to to bring all that that comes with that, mm -hmm. and um, healing. You know, to, to to find some 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 healing. So maybe yeah. you don't just bounce from one church to the next. You actually take a little time and be between churches you know um, a little or a lot i'll yeah. say that that's not a popular opinion but it's a little or a lot each right. person you're responsible for your own spiritual journey and you know there's a currently a lot of talk about religious trauma right mm -hmm. and so people are learning about uh you know trauma-informed care just in general but now trauma-informed care in regard to religion as well uh and some of the experiences that people have shared with me 
um, have been pretty challenging and pretty difficult. And it's and it is interesting that um, I did do some statistics, and I do want to mention just this one. Sure. So there's there's something called the nuns, which are people who are completely religiously unaffiliated, and then there's the duns, right? The people who said that's it, I've had enough, <laughs> right? I'm I'm not doing this this way anymore. And there was a study that was done uh, with uh, just a small study of people who had left religion. They had left their religion that they grew up with and they asked them why. And um, more than half, of course, left because they intellectually just could not align themselves with the faith that they had grew up with any longer. But 11% of the people in that study, and you know, statistically that's relatively small, but 11% left religion because of the unwelcoming attitude that they received when they went. Another, I think it was 20 or something percent left because of religious trauma. And so this is the, the room we're in that we need to read, right? Um, we have some really great churches and we have some really great spaces where people get to express and worship in ways that they find affirming and comfortable. But there are a lot of people on the margins who don't have that same experience. Uh, and the goal of Between Churches is not to create a church. My intent is not to be a church. My intent is to give you a soft place to land so you can make a decision as to what you're gonna do next. I'm the hallway, if you will, between the churches. I like that you that that you make that you know this this is this is where I stand. I am I am not to be this substitute. I am just I don't want to say placeholder, but I like that hallway. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. That's that's mm -hmm. that's really that's really helpful. Mm -hmm. um, so why did what's your why? Like what why 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 between churches was that's really interesting and it's a great it's a great story because it really emphasizes how god starts with small things so for me personally i don't think between churches would have existed if i didn't have my own deconstruction and decolonization journey and i started that journey probably in my 20s i know i only look 22 but I, you know, uh, that was a few years ago, let's just say, uh, but it was off and on. And I revisited that again, probably around the 2020 uh, and just started again, just looking at my faith and trying to remove the colonized lens from it and then see what faith looked like from that perspective. So I think that was one aspect. But at the time I was also working at a church, um, well, serving at a church where I was trying to help them to expand their digital profile, help them to work on those things because they were sort of not so for being online prior to COVID, but COVID shifted everybody if you wanted to exist. Right. And so I was part of a, a group called Church Marketing University and I was working to get my digital marketing certificate. I couldn't quite do it with the church because again, they weren't quite on board. It wasn't quite something what they were looking for. 
So um, I had ended up leaving that church and I said, well, now I'll just work on it by myself and I'll either use the data from the church that I worked with because I had all the knowledge. I just couldn't complete the certificate in that I had to demonstrate. I had to show them the tools that they had taught us, uh, taught us rather. I had to show them that I, I did those things as well and I couldn't do it with them. So on September 11th, 2022, I sat down and I said, okay, I'm going to start. Let me start filling it out. I'm going to do this every Sunday. It's like 12 lessons. I'm going to document it every way. I'm going to get it done. So I, I started writing it. And for the first time, they asked, usually they ask you questions, you know, what's your name? What's your church? And when it came to the church, it used to be that that was an optional you know, field. Well, in this case, they said it's now required that you have to put your church down. So I said, well, what am I going to say? So I just said between churches, right? And then at that point, I had to build a website because now you've got to see why am I here? So I was asking those whys, what is this about? Why would this be happening? What is this for? And you know, I, I just looked at it and I started writing and I said, well, you know what I said, it's a space, a safe space, someplace soft for people to land who are deconstructing, who are decolonizing their faith, who are even bored with their faith. And they don't know what to do about that. They don't know how to live in that kind of friction or conflict. And as I, I continued to write the words for this website I was building, God spoke to me and he said, Eden, you do know that this is really big, right? This is a big thing because I was just, I was trying to do a homework assignment. Okay. And that's all I was doing was homework. And he said, you know, this is, this is really a big thing. This is a significant yeah. thing. And I said, I just took a breath and I said, wow, it, it really is. It really is. And that's really the why. That's how it came about. It was intended for one thing, but God has used it for something. Have you had have you had that moment where where you have interacted with someone who's and you've been like, Yeah, this has made this has made a difference. Have you had I that yet? Teared up. I almost teared up because I regularly get DMs in Instagram, uh, mostly, uh, mm. Instagram mostly, about people who said, I really needed to hear that today. I really needed what you said today. Um, one person who was in a significant, difficult position, emotionally, um, who, you know, who wrote and said it was, your words that got me through. Mm -hmm. And every time I hear it, I'm moved, you know, I'm almost on the verge of tears because these are relatively small things to do. And people really, they just really want to be heard. They just want to be seen. They want to be heard. Um, there's a, a, a organization called Text in Church and their motto is, People just want to be seen, heard, and loved. And that really just sums it up. Just an opportunity to give a listening ear and a kind word to someone in a space where they are unsure of themselves and the world around them consistently tries to tell them 
that you're not good enough, you don't have this or you don't have that. That's really all people are looking for. And outside of the context of I've got to go to church on a Sunday or sit at a service to hear that. Yeah. This, this comes every day, uh, Monday through Saturday in the, in the space of affirmations, we'll be adding some spaces to just breathe <laughs> meditations that are coming in this coming month of December. Um, and also again, ways to explore other topics to discuss with people uh, other ways to explore faith and spiritual practice because it can't just be the way it's always been. Now you're gonna mm. find out, Meg. I'm a futurist. Okay, I'm not a person. I'm a I'm a new wineskins person. Okay, <laughs> okay. I'm a new wine and new wineskins person, and it can't just remain the way it is. If we remain only in the ways that we have consistently looked at ministry and looked at ministering to people, the church is guaranteed to die. It's uh, Some churches are already on ICU and they think they're growing because they get members in, they get a member, you know, people to join. But in fact, if you've not shifted, it's just really a, a mask for um, your long and slow death, essentially. Yeah. We've got I, to I could not agree more really i mean i think the church is always going to exist in some form mm -hmm. but i think um we're doing a great disservice by thinking that it is going to be this building with the steeple where everybody comes because that's yeah. just or the large multi-purpose room that's only used twice a, a month right? Mm -hmm. While there's yeah. a community around you of people who could use tutoring and spaces to do other things. Exactly. And, and one of the great things as well is that even with the shift, right? Even as we shift, there's a movement called the Fresh Expressions Movement. Mm -hmm. I think it came out of the Methodist church. And so church, as you said, church will exist because church will look like going bowling and talking about God going to brunch and talking about God, going to the bar, for no offense to anyone, going to the bar and talking about God, that it will exist, it'll be in the park after you've had a jog. It'll be in your home after, you know, while you're on social media. Um, this is really, the fresh expressions really is the shift that we've got to learn to shift into. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's why you have things like, the dinner churches now mm -hmm. that that work and um i know when i was in upstate new york when i was serving at a, a church up there the catholic church you know they had a one beer one question night at the bar you know i'm not judging people with the bar and the whole lot we're baptists we do what we want and exactly and want, yeah whatever um so I, that's exactly it's the whole it's the whole meeting people where they are. And by that, we mean going out because, you know, last time I checked, Jesus didn't just sit there and be like, come on over. No. There you go. He, he was, was hanging out with me. the buds, right? Exactly. Right? He was hanging out. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I, I think, yeah, I think all this is beautiful. And I think, I think you're, you're exactly right. Now, do you have like, 
I hope that you wouldn't mean it, but I'm I'm sure, given what I know about you, you probably do. But that like, is there something in there that that if somebody says something that that is concerning, that that you say, okay, whoa, time out. This is bigger than than I can deal with. You need to go. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've not encountered that yet, and that's for that's on both ends, right? Because there are people who may be uh, in uh, difficult situations emotionally or mentally uh, mm -hmm. where it demonstrates maybe they're having suicidal thoughts or something like that. Absolutely, I'm directing you to someone else. I'm not a, I'm not your counselor. I'm right. the hallway again, right? I'm not the counselor. Uh, but there's also people who are, have a lot of vitriol and and have some negative things to say, right? And I have I have ways to um, escort them as well. It's called blocking. Uh, yes. <laughs> plenty yes, of ways to handle that as well. Because one thing I especially in the in the Facebook group initially, I especially was very adamant about is you will not come in and abuse someone who already felt abused, uh, leaving their church or or having questions. I'm not going to allow you to do that. And I still, that's still, that's one of my, my rules. Uh, and so uh, I also don't go for the, hey, beautiful, blah, blah, blah. No, we're, we're here for, you know, we're here for a reason. And uh, I, I understand the scam is things and I'm not here for that. So there are other services and things that I would tell right. people to think they need. Because mm -hmm. again, I'm the hallway. Mm -hmm. I'm a very luxurious hallway. Yeah. I love <laughs> <At the hallway. laughs> right. right. We can we can all we can love Jesus this and marriages and everything. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But no, I'm I'm yeah, I I understand that whole and the yeah, that that's just on like my list of Things I don't love for a thousand Alex is the there you go is the is the that stuff so um but I, I'm glad you haven't encountered um someone where you've had to do that but that mm -hmm. you know that those that those safeguards are That's there funny. are there um and. I, yeah, I and and I have been to one of those fresh expressions, you know, conferences, and I think those those are those are great, you know, ways for people to realize, hey, um, there are other ways to 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 do this, and it doesn't have to look like a building. Um, and it's, in my opinion, better if it doesn't look like a church building. Um, so um, I I love it that you offer all that. I'm. And I'm sure given what you do in your other role, mm -hmm. like that must really inform you. I mean, yeah. or help at least some. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, from a strategic standpoint, absolutely. From a project management standpoint, from an ability to organize and do things that will serve people's needs. Um, and especially, and I'm an IT person as well. So that's where I really lean into digital because uh, I did want just a total digital space 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and some of it came about because, you know, even in 2021, we were still dealing with the vestiges of COVID. Even in 2023, we are still dealing with the vestiges of COVID plus RSV now. And there are still plenty of people who don't want to go out, who don't want to be out. But the convenience of I can just pick up my phone and I can press a button as I'm relaxing in my home or, or doing whatever, I can turn on my smart TV and watch something or participate in something that's real quick and it doesn't take all my time. I don't feel like it's a withdrawal from me in order to participate. Yeah. yeah. No, I get I get all all of that. All mm-hmm. of that. And and not having to deal with the the politics of a organization and all of all of that. And and if I can add and one thing that I want to sure. say if I can sort of somebody may be questioning Sure, that sounds nice, right? <laughs> sure, it sounds nice. But is it impactive? And and I, I want to thank you, Meg, because it had me take a look at what has Between Churches accomplished over the last year. So as I mentioned, we started in September of 2021. And by 2022, I knew that that failed and it wasn't working. I had to shift, but I didn't understand how to shift. Um I then came up with this idea, but I didn't start this until January, 2023. So there's a daily affirmations, as I mentioned, um, there's you know also topics on um, key topics or critical topics for the church and then some interactive discussions. So across all my social media platforms, which is for Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, Follow me if you would like. That would be great. Everybody listening and or watching, uh, we'll make sure that uh, per the use, we put all the uh, all the goodies, you know, the links and the ads and the, all that in the show notes. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. My pleasure. But, but since January, we yeah. have reached. It's at least just in Instagram alone. We have reached over 200,000 people in just Instagram alone. And that was only two months of Instagram, oh right? I average monthly now about 14,000 people on Instagram alone again. Uh, on Facebook and TikTok and YouTube is just growing because I only just started it because I had a friend who. It's not on socials, but she loves YouTube and YouTube Reels. So I started it there on Facebook and Instagram. I average about eight or 9,000 a month. I'm sorry, on TikTok. Yeah. So reach is, is incredible. So my reach in the last 28 days alone has been 29,673 people. I don't know that I would call that first one a failure. I mean, really. Well, that, this was before. This is after I shifted. I know. I, yeah, but but had you not shifted, had you not gone through, mm-hmm. then those thousands, literally thousands of people that you now have the opportunity to minister to. Exactly. And, and, and you're then, a tech person, so you understand it's not just reach. Now it's engagement. Yeah. Right. So for engagement, it's about six thousand, a little over six thousand people a month. Yeah. So when you go to church on Sunday, 
Are you all hitting those those kinds of goals? Are you looking at that between your in-person and your hybrid digital experience? It's easy to reach 30, 40, 50, 100,000 people. There's ways I can tell you how to do that. I, I know how to do that, right? I even have a certificate now right, that says I can do that. But the engagement, getting people engaged, right? And making sure that people have a similar experience, both in person and online, that online people are not just voyeurs of what you all are doing in the sanctuary is really, 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 really important. So digital is a great venue, right? As I'm, as I'm showing, I started on January 27th with doing these affirmations and giving just short bursts of encouragement to people online. And this is monthly where, where we've gone. I had one video that literally had 48,000 views. So these are the kinds of things that, because it resonates with people. They're like, yeah, this really is what I needed to hear at this time. But if it comes from a space of wanting to dictate to people, they're not going to receive it. If it comes from a space of you need to get your life together, they're not going to receive it. Really? So we have to even shift. And I know people are super uncomfortable with that. We have to shift how we're saying it. We yeah. have to, not just what we're saying. It is what we're saying, but also how we're saying it. This but it, it works, you know, and as they say in church, I don't know if they say it in your church, if it'll work for me, hallelujah, <laughs> it'll work for you too. <laughs> and if they don't say it in your church, listener, viewer, you know, um, we know churches where they do. Um, <laughs> not trying to take anybody away from their places, but, you know, we can name a few, mm -hmm. you can go and, oh. And let me say one more thing about those numbers to put it in context. Yeah, yeah. So just like in church, you have members and visitors, right? Mm -hmm. So for me on social media, for those who are not as familiar or not as comfortable with technology, it's about followers. Who's following you or who's not following you? If they're following you, it's sort of like a member, right? If they're not following you, then they're like a visitor. So the majority of my content is with visitors, with non-followers, right? So I only have 9,000 followers between all four platforms, right? I only have 9,000 followers, but it is um, a reach of 28,000, 29,000 with only 9,000 followers. That's lots of visitors, right? And the other thing is, who do you think is the primary generation that is receiving this? Okay. Yeah, that was what I've been wondering. All That was one of the questions I scratched over here on my posting mm -hmm. notes. So either either it's those older folks or it's like the younger. I think it's like got to be. Well, what choices are outside of that? You got the olders no, or the right, youngest? <laughs> right. No, like I think it's like either are our, our, like our, our older boomer generation, like gotcha. or, or I'm thinking more like our young what gen z mm -hmm. is where i mean i don't know i'm i'm intrigued what yeah what, what's the answer more than 50 percent of the people who engage with my content are millennials 
between 25 and 44. It's millennials, more than 50%. Really? Yeah, more than 50%. There's your Jeopardy question. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And then that's next followed by, in Instagram, it's followed by Gen Z. And that's, I even have, believe it or not, some followers who are um, between the ages of 13 and 18. See, that's what I was wondering. If but it's a that. very, so it's only 1%. It's a very, very small percentage. Mostly it's um, 18 to 24 Gen Z. Okay. And then, and then LGBT? Did, say that again. The LGBTQ community? So all? I don't, they, they don't give you demographics on okay any kind of uh, gender preference or gender identity. They just give you age and the, well, I'm lying. They do give you gender identity, but they only give you two choices, men, right? Okay. So it does not really lend itself well for that. Uh, But the, and based on the platforms, like certain platforms are geared for people. Facebook is more boomers. IG is more millennials. Uh, TikTok is millennials and Gen Z, right? And so there you sort of have leanings into the automatic demographic of that thing. I would say boomers are the least responsive, to be honest. And then I'm the generation that everybody forgets. X. Gen X, they... They, they, they come in almost last, second to last. Um, they don't engage much with content. I shouldn't say everybody doesn't engage with content. Millennials engage far more. Some Gen X do, but some primarily yeah. don't. But yeah. isn't that typical of Gen X? Gen X is like, just leave me alone. I was left alone anyway. I'm going to do my own thing. I mean, yeah, he forgot us all of our lives. Why not? You know. That's pretty much the sentiment. I mean, it is. It is. And so it's just our, you might as well just, you know, slap it on the t-shirt and we wear it every day and everybody just, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, I need to know about the joy thing. Oh, yes. That, yeah. I mean, I, well, I can't wait to see how you answer this question because you said I would be surprised, right, by your answer. Yeah. So. What is that? What is that thing that brings you joy? Like if she's going to say like Taekwondo or. <laughs> like, Zip lining through yeah. Mexico. No, I'm I not. Mean, nope. I want to <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I'll pass. I'll, I'll live vicariously through the other people for that one. Mm-hmm. But um, I really find joy in so many places. So I find joy in my daughter's laugh. I find joy sitting on sand, hearing a symphony of waves, feeling Mm -hmm. a warm embrace of the sun. I find joy in music that moves me and makes me want to sing and perform concerts in the car and dance programs in my house. Those Mm -hmm. are the kinds of things I love, especially since it's been autumn driving through areas like Valley Forge or Ridley Creek State Park and just looking at the beauty of nature. Those things all bring me joy. I look for joy all over the place. I'll tell you. <laughs> I really I can, I can tell. I really can. Uh folks, this is my friend Eden. And um when we're done, we're gonna talk a little bit more because I got ideas now. 
Um, okay. I've got some ideas. Um, so, what? Anything else? Like, I mean, I know there's so much else like we could do. Like, but are we leaving? You'd be here another hour. <laughs> so go check my friend Eden Carlton, founder of Between Churches. Out. I mean, we've got betweenchurches.org. We got her email address out down here, and we will make sure in our show notes that we've got all of her her ats and all that stuff. And and so, like, you might be my most famous my most famous guest thus far. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. I appreciate. Oh, thank you, awesome. thank you, and I I'm so grateful for. For you and and these ministries, um, your co co-voc. I've never heard it as co- I've heard it as multi as by, but co-voc. I like that. Um, they they really I feel like they really may, must marry together. Absolutely, very well. Very well. I can't separate. <laughs> I can't separate them. So um, we think our our watchers our listeners for being a part of this new episodes air at 11 a.m eastern time on mondays but you can find us anytime so go to your search engine and just put in there ministry mondays with meg but you got to put the with meg because there's there's all sorts of ministry monday people who other had had ideas too but you don't want to go ministry mondays with tom tom's probably very nice but you know, come here where we ramble and we we have fun guests and and we learn lots and share about life and all that stuff. Um, thank you again. I appreciate you. Blessings to you and uh, for our for our audience. Um, we'll see. We'll see you next time. Bye.